Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Our podcast and publications illuminate contemporary art, design, and film at the center and fringe of art scenes around the globe. We began following the work of Iranian-born artist Bahar Bebahani a few months after she arrived in the United States in 2002. Her art responds to the history and character of the complex landscapes that surround her. Reflecting on her cultural origins and her immigrant experience, among other subjects, when we visited the Brooklyn-based artist's studio in 2015, she was in residence only steps from the World Trade Center Memorial in Manhattan. You were walking from Brooklyn to Lower Manhattan to a studio that was near the construction of a memorial to lives lost in a terrorist act of September 11, 2001, that destroyed the World Trade Center towers on the island of Manhattan in New York City. During like these daily walks that I do into my studio, I have time to contemplate all these things, and specifically when I get to that area, the first thing that is really like still visible and it's kind of like heavy, it's the concept of loss. And I'm very familiar with that feeling. The experience of walking through that urban landscape reminded you of the immigrant experience and that search for a sense of place. That's absolutely true. And it's also at some point during this ritual of walking in that landscape that you described, I realized that there is no border because when you go through this universal emotion, you see that there is no differences anymore. I could just witness people going around the reflective pools. That reminded me of Persian pools within the gardens. That soothing power of flowing water. Then I started to examine that form. And the form just became so abstract and so minimal, and it came to my paintings more and more. Inside her studio, we found Bebahani immersing herself in the shape and idea of the Persian garden. On the walls around us were large paintings awash in blues and greens. On tables and chairs, even stacked on the floor, we saw evidence of her research and imagination. Architectural drawings and photographs, official documents, scholarly texts, and her own journals revealed layers she was discovering within the garden's rational grid. It's part of the culture. You talk with it. With it. It's like the poetry of your life. We've got the metaphor, we've got the imaginary, we've got the spiritual and the poetry. I grew up in Persian garden and every Persian carpet itself is a Persian garden. 
What about the politics of the garden? Locally, it's been a political subject as well as internationally. Through my research, I found so many brutal happenings in Iranian history that is intertwined with gardens or around the gardens. So the garden has its own political intrigue. You've described the gardens also as a meditation on colonialism. It's very interesting for me that the language that it came to the literature when the Europeans first traveled to Persia in the end of 18th century and early 19th century. The language that they used in literature and in, in travelogues end of 18th century and 19th century is so romanticizing heavily the Persian garden. It was the beginning of Orientalism. When we say Persian gardens, the first thing that comes to mind is, of course, is a beautiful, lush place. It's an oasis. It's romantic. It's like nightingales are singing and this. Just hear the sound of the water, roses, colonnade of the cypresses. And it is true, but at the same time, there is some less told uh, stories Whenever the Americans, the top politicians, the cultural ministers wanted to establish some sort of relationship with the regime in Iran, they bring up the subject of Persian gardens. And you know that when they bring up this subject, that means they want to negotiate in a beautiful and smooth way. And that's really fascinating for me. The artist's exploration of the Persian garden has taken on new dimensions. In 2019, she collaborated with local teenagers on an art project at Wave Hill Public Garden on New York's Hudson River in the borough known as the Bronx. The teens brought their own cultural histories into the conversation. That was my first public project. A lot of generosity from the community of the Bronx and community of the garden itself. The curator, Jennifer McGregor, and others, they really gave me the space to just explore how this garden is connected with Hudson River and how Hudson River is important and significant for New Yorkers. I realized that people actually come from other rivers that they are so attached to those rivers. Their bodies attached to it, their memories, their grandparents came from those rivers. And either sweet or bitter or dangerous uh, or kind memories, all of a sudden, all these rivers from around the world were sitting there in one workshop with all these interns that they were sitting there in front of Hudson River. With her young collaborators, Bebahani researched eight of the world's contested rivers, including the Hudson, identifying native and non-native plants that are part of erosion control in Wave Hills woodland. 
Together they created All Water Has a Perfect Memory, an octagonal pool mounted on plastic barrels to suggest a raft, and a set of poetic river stories to share with visitors. In 2020, the artist received funding to realize her dream project, to build a Persian garden in Manhattan. Siting, designing, and building the garden will take time. Going through the pandemic, we have experienced the unprecedented feelings and reactions. We have been observing kind of new physical and mental practices that we never did before. I love that you have the courage to begin building these gardens, making them dimensional and able to be experienced in real life. I'm a painter. Nowadays, I'm ambitious enough that I want to build a real Persian garden. As a painter, I can use Persian gardens as a rubric for my work. And the palette that I use and and the beauty, you know, that beauty can be really inviting. When I think about what can bring people to sit and listen and from there go to more conversations, that window should be kind and should be inviting. It's my hope that the beauty is an instigator There are many issues here in New York City that I want to address. Let's say the water issue. Some of my colleagues, actually, we were talking and they were like, but you come from arid area and you come to New York and you're surrounded with water and you say, like, our problem is the same. I'm like, yes, because water management and the politic of water is an issue, not the water itself. So I'm really excited to bring some other specialists in environmental justice and the water issues, particularly in the infrastructure of water in New York City, and see what we can do in terms of the knowledge that we have and the wisdom from the past, and then to use it for the future. You aren't to the plants yet, but if you had to imagine what kind of plants you would like to see in that garden, considering you're in New York? I'm really interested in the social history of plants. It's a global issue that goes back to colonialism. Also the problematic issue of the language around horticulture, particularly in America, when we call native plants versus invasive plants. We, we have to learn from plants. And when you think about plants, they are resisting to the cold, to the disease, to many things. The seed is migrated from somewhere to somewhere else. It gets either weak or it thrives. There are many, many meanings in only like one seed. I just point out to one flower as a symbol of everything else, and that's the rose. Rose is connected to many cultures, nations, Rose is romantic. Rose has got love story, poetry, sadness, drama, war, thorns. 
The question came to me when I was in the McDowell residency, and I intensely studied about the origin of rose. There are like many claims from British and French people. Nobody, even like 20 years ago, talked about what damask rose means and where it came from. And even they thought that damask is rosy and it comes from the uh, color of the cheek, but nobody says damask is damascus. So rose came from Syria. So when we talk about rose, how can we expand the discourse around colonialism, around one flower? So why do you think New York needs this garden of resistance? This collective resilience and the persistent need of self-care has been really in my mind during this time. And I have been reflecting on the fundamental issues. It's the time. Now it's the time that we get a chance to come together. I really like to cultivate the momentum that came from Black Lives Matter. And really, I think this garden can cultivate that. Other artists, other thinkers, researchers, social activists together in this garden, either planting something or gathering together or performing or having conversations. When people come in, all together, it gives you some other stories about the gardens, the lands, the water, the extraction and the colonialism and is connecting it to our current climate. This is the Fresh Art International podcast. I'm Kathy Bird. Our conversations with artist Baharbe Bahanith take us through a metaphoric landscape to a real social space. Her idea of building a communal Persian garden in New York City couldn't come at a better moment. As the world begins to imagine opening up after a monumental public health crisis, the cry for social justice continues. Now is the time for a garden of resistance, for activism and healing, for engendering a sense of hospitality and resilience in public space. When Bahar Bebahani reaches her goal, a new Persian garden will flourish, cultivated by the hands and minds of artists and historians, thinkers and doers, from cultures around the world that call New York City home. If you like what you're hearing, please take a few minutes to rate and subscribe to our podcast. The John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, Emily Hall Tremaine Foundation, Locust Projects, and the Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts, and listeners like you make Fresh Art International possible. When you visit our site, you'll find other episodes about art and culture from around the globe. While you're there, 
Sign up for our latest news and give a donation to support these stories. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk.